Welcome to Paris Talks, a podcast that explores big and innovative ideas about the future of humanity. Each week, we talk to a thought leader about trends shaping the near and far future of humankind. Thank you for listening. We hope you love the show. Please give a warm welcome to Marvi Memon. Uh, hello to everyone. Bonjour. Uh, and I'm going to try and uh, take you through the subject, which is what they gave me. They said, you need to speak about conflict and its impact on poverty. And I said, great, because that's what half the time we're doing. As a poverty uh, alleviation minister in Pakistan, we were having to manage poverty, and we were seeing plenty of conflict along the way as well. So when I started thinking about it, I said, let's talk about the origins of conflict. What are the origins of conflict? And I said, the first origin <laughs> has to be from my own experience. I'm 46 years old, and I'm from Pakistan. And all I have seen all my life, all my living life, is the territorial dispute from the time that Pakistan was born and from when I was born with India. So if you look at the unresolved territorial disputes, now, I can't click. I wanted to show you how many there were. And when I went on to see, it wasn't one, it wasn't two, it was in hundreds. To date, in 2019, ladies and gentlemen, I was surprised to see, and as a politician, I shouldn't have been surprised. Of course, there are territorial disputes all over the world. But with countries to date in 2019, that is continuing conflict in our world, in our humanity. And then I thought, fine, these are territorial conflicts that exist in the world, but what about the dangerous ones? Are there any between any nuclear states by any chance? And guess what? How many nuclear states are there? Any takers? Nine. Nine accepted, officially, nuclear, officially accepted nuclear states, including, of course, Pakistan. And how many of those nuclear states, ladies and gentlemen, have flashpoints? <laughs> well, that's it. That's the problem. Most of them have flashpoints, and they can get pretty dangerous, and they are staring eyeball to eyeball. And you saw one of those in, recent, uh, in the recent past between my country and India as well. Then I thought, what about greed? What is the origin of all of this? There are some territorial conflicts, uh, territorial disputes, but there is definitely greed of mankind over resources. Now, this want for more and more. And when Michael started off, he talked about this. He touched about this, on this a little bit. So if you think about it, we just can't stop wanting more and more natural resources, water wars happening all over, silently, not so silently, diplomatically, not in front of your eyes, sometimes in your face, and it's an issue. And what about financial wars, trade conflicts happening in our time Sometimes diplomatically, sometimes not so diplomatically. And I say that because some of it you see bombastically on live television screens and social media because we have great leaders who make great headlines. But yes, financial wars as well, trade conflicts as well. Next, injustices, perceptions, deep-rooted ones. Now, this is not an easy one to resolve at all. And then I said finite natural resources, but finite resolutions, brains as well. Witnesses of conflict. Who are the witnesses of conflict? You, me, everyone sitting in this room, the entire world, all member countries of the UN, definitely, are witnesses. And when I say témoin, witnesses doesn't sound as great as the word in the, in, in the French language, témoin. 
Like, it's a bit stronger, the word temua. Witnesses of conflict. People are watching this destruction. People are watching the displacement. People are watching death and health issues. And where do the SDGs stand? We all talk about SDGs. I, as a politician, as a person running a ministry for 5.7 million of the poorest women of Pakistan, 5.7 million of the poorest families of Pakistan, we were monitoring the SDGs. Now, what happens in a conflict situation? All the progress that you have made on SDGs goes for a six. Victims of conflict, you, me, perhaps, I have seen plenty because I have been in the territory and I have picked up bodies, literally. I've been to a lot of condolences because in my country, there was definitely a lot of extremism and we have lost, uh, Pakistan has lost 80,000 lives, civilian and military. So I might have seen a lot of them. You might have seen a lot of victims of conflict. And when you see a victim of conflict, it's not a PowerPoint screen. It's in your heart. You can feel it. When I say victim of conflict, the person who has actually seen a victim of conflict, or perhaps been in this room, I doubt, but you might have, there might be practitioners here who might have seen it, then this is definitely an issue. Resolvers of conflict, we're standing in, the, in a very important building, the UN, the Security Council, all member states, whose job it is. Yeah, job, responsibility. It's not a small thing. It's their job to resolve those conflicts, do they? Results? More conflict, more suffering, and poverty. Now, I am showing you some graphs. If you can read them, you are seeing a decrease in chronic poverty. We love this in our social safety net world. We love saying, that, yeah, we have managed a decrease in poverty, chronic poverty. Yes, we managed a decrease in poverty, chronic poverty. But the faces of poverty still remain, ladies and gentlemen. They have gone nowhere. Cause? Conflict? Incompetence, in my opinion. Incompetence of leadership. I say that with full authority because I've been part of that. Some of us are just incompetent. Apathy? Yeah, there is apathy. Would you say there's apathy? I think there's apathy. Failed states. Who's responsible for state failed states? The failed states themselves or the powers who are sitting in the Security Council? Corruption. Continued conflict and non-resolution, greed for power. What has changed in the centuries? Now, I'm going to take you through this very quickly. This is how we fight it. We fight it through social protection systems, social safety nets, social insurance. This is how we fight poverty. These are the ways and means of fighting poverty. Social safety nets, social insurance, ladies and gentlemen, and labor market programs. That's your traditional international organization framework for resolving poverty. We've done it, been there. This is how all countries are trained to do it. This is not new. Despite all the above, there is still chronic poverty. And it exists, and conflict leads to poverty for some, but opportunities for others. That's my point today. This is the unfortunate point which we need to resolve, that where there's poverty and conflict and disaster, there seems to be a lot of opportunities in that for a certain industry that everyone's very aware of. Solution. This is what I want to spend a little bit of time. This is what we need to think about, because we in this room are not here to give the bad news only. We already know the bad news. Conflict exists, poverty exists. We are here to talk about solutions. We are here to talk about the future. We are here to talk about today being our future. 
I think the only way, and this is something when I say this, I say this with all humility, because I haven't seen much effort on this. I think we need to resolve the territorial issues, the, especially the ones where the nuclear states are involved. And I'm not just saying that because I come from a country which is involved with a territorial dispute with another nuclear state. But if you push them under the carpet, it's not going to cut it. Second solution, of course, everyone talks about it, is create economic dependence with these countries like the way you did in Europe after your Second World War. What we have seen is that often the root causes of conflict are pushed under the economic dependency carpet. And we are always encouraged to talk about create more economic opportunities with each other and there will be less wars. I'm from the school of thought, trained at the London School of Economics millions of years back, that no, that's not going to cut it. Because I have seen it doesn't cut it. You can't expect us to do trade. You can't expect us to do uh, economic work with each other unless you talk about resolution of disputes. I see headlines every day. How many millions of dollars, pounds, euros are going into scotch tape approach? What is the scotch tape approach, ladies and gentlemen? Scotch tape approach is let's solve poverty through, through those three things I talked to you about. Social safety net, social insurance, labor market programs, your typical international organization framework, right? Well, what about if you were spending so much money on actually resolving poverty is my point, how about spending a little bit of that money on actually resolving those disputes? You resolve the disputes, you'll end up with less poverty, less conflict, a better future, better humanity, a better shared common space. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. The Paris Talks podcast is recorded live at Paris Talks conferences in France and brought to you with the support of Air Laquite and Radio France International. For more information, please visit www.paris-talks.com.